Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. I'm Neil. Hi, Neil and Libby. Oh, hi, Libby. Hi, honey. I miss you. I we, miss we, you, too. We say that just, every week. I, every week. Mm-hmm. And you know why? Because it's true. I know. And I know you've been to some funerals lately. I have. Live every day. It's okay. And thank you for putting your um, laptop down running mypageboy.com long Just enough to for 20 minutes. talk to us today. <laughs> so sweet of you. No rest for the weary, as our two None guests know. And no one well. knows that better than our two guests That's today. That's true. So, guys, we have today the two of the biggest PR gurus. Yes. They're gurus. Totes gurus. Totes gurus. I love it. We have Mark Sullivan from On The Mark Communications. Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi, Libby. Hi, Neil. <laughs> Hi. And we have Stuart Rosenberg from Studio Communications. What's up, guys? Hey. Hi. Both based in Houston, but right. servicing the world. The world. The world. <laughs> that Le Monde. was not planned and at the same time, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Well, it's great to have you guys. We're thrilled to be here. It's so sweet. These guys run this town. Basically. Seriously. If you can they get run a hold the of fun. them, you can kind of get anything done. That's right. They run they the run fun. They run the fun. Oh, my God. Y'all have a new tagline. Can we add We've that? Created yes. A Hashtag, yeah. they run, run the, the fun. fun. We created the delicious duo with Lindsay and well, you Chris. you did. True. Because um, they are. <laughs> and then now we have run the fun. Hashtag, um, they run the fun. To Gail. So you can't use that. <laughs> but, um, I think that is now officially, and you are our witnesses, the property of Studio Communications. Um, <laughs> I wish Gail were here. She's I so know. great. She's fun. God, so you that's guys, a whole other show. That she's is loving child. being in a quiet office without me, though. <laughs> they're, sure. they're relishing <laughs> this time away. <laughs> Mark and Stuart are, go, are out every single night, and Gail mm-hmm. Rudin is Rudin. She's a mystery. She is. Yeah. She's a phantom. She's, she's she the likes wizard. to go out, just not always with me. Right. <laughs> if you can find the one spot hidden hole that no one's been to in twenty years, that's where Gail's yeah. gonna be. Yeah. Like, oh Sunny's. yeah, oh yeah, oh definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Sunny's. If you, if you <laughs> <laughs> Gail, Mark's giving up your secrets. Mm-hmm. So, how did you guys? Do you want to say how do you where do you, where do you want to start how how you met or how you got started? Let's start with one of businesses? you, Mark. You want to? No, Stuart, Stuart yeah, you start. Me, so he how did start. you get? <laughs> you, you're Houstonian. You went to St. John's. I did. I grew up in Houston. You're I, one of the um, smart ones. Well, I wouldn't. I would. I would say I was more a bottom of the class person, <laughs> but I really enjoyed St. John's. <laughs> um, I really did. I, I've actually got still a lot of friends that I came in touch with and, and had a great reunion recently. And it, it's always fun to be in touch with those people. I mean, it was an amazing place to go to school. And I think a really, um, you know, place that really kind of incentivized people that, that worked hard, but in, in all different ways. I was yeah. definitely not necessarily a bookish student, but I think I found that I had, you know, other skills you know, during during that time, it was a great place to to kind of learn and and grow and and be in a kind of safe environment. Yeah, and a pretty fabulous looking environment. It was very every time well, I drive by that school, I'm like, now wait a minute. Yeah, what's going on? We didn't I have the to... Hogwarts cafeteria though when we no. were there. It was a lot more lo-fi. Yeah, <laughs> than that. like we just went back to Kincaid. Lauren went to Kincaid, and she was like, "What? What's this garage? Like where? Like they have like a." Barista bar in oh, yeah. the yeah, it's I like mean, a I whole new sushi. World. We had, I mean, we were excited about our sandwich and right. Sunday bar. <laughs> so, like, I got yeah, cherries, I got the way cream. different times. Yeah. Meanwhile, I was across the street at Lamar, not so glamorous. <laughs> Stuart's background, but they're we're doing a big you, remodel Mark. there now, Mark. 
Uh, yeah, well, it's too late for that. <laughs> you could always go back. <laughs> well, Mark, you went to Beyonce's alma mater, allegedly. You mean I didn't really go there? No, I'm not sure <laughs> she, she did. did. <laughs> yeah, I knew what you meant. <laughs> Mark's got his dancey pants on today. Mark, Mark is sassy. Uh-huh. Um, so St. John's, so John's UT? I went to UT. Nice. Um, I was in the communication school, uh, not necessarily by choice. Uh, I started out in architecture. That was my kind of first true love. But I realized that that took a little bit too much work uh-huh. um, and after being at St. John's <laughs> I really needed a little bit of time to decompress which I and I call it time college and so <laughs> and by so, decompress I mean all of college exactly so funny so um, I made up for all the things that I didn't do in, in high school I guess like the, like a lot of people do but I, I had an, an amazing time at Texas um, I started out in architecture I ended up sort of gravitating to communications because it was a really great mix of business and create kind of kind of creative um, and, and to me, that was that was sort of a, a kind of the perfect place to be. So I um, I graduated. And then, of course, I didn't know what I was going to do. And I think my mom said to me after two months of being at home and going out till four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that there needed to be a job lined up very soon. And um, so I, I I was thinking about doing commercial real estate at the time, which seemed like an extension mm-hmm. of architecture. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ish. Ish. Exactly. Keeping the dream alive. Exactly. Yes. And um, I got a, a residential real estate license. And, and again, at the time it was, the market wasn't so great. And luckily I had sort of fortuitous meeting with Beth Wolf uh, and, and she took me on as a kind of a, uh, you know, agent associate, but also um, someone who sort of took over a lot of the, the kind of creative functions there. So I wrote a lot of the copy for for listings and did brochures and redesigned ads and things like that. And she really gave me a lot of leeway. And, and I still see her today. And I, I owe a lot to her because That's it was so that cool. kind of that first that first start. And she's still in business. She's still oh, yeah. in business. And I mean, I mean, that was, you know, I don't even know. When was that? 20, you don't 25, have, we don't have to go 20 there. Years yeah. ago. First time I've heard the <laughs> story. Yeah. Minutes ago. Oh, you know <laughs> sure, I've never heard you the story that. before. You didn't. You don't think I write good real estate? No, I know that I believe, but I didn't know about. <laughs> I mean, I love adjectives, and that's the perfect You're, place to use <laughs> these adjectives. Words, I'm like, adverse. Striking and he's adjectives. People learn a lot of things on the show that they didn't know before. Yeah, and so how long were you there? I was there for almost a year, and then I had a. A friend from growing up, Melissa Rubenstein Levine now, who is very funny, and she was already in New York, and she had a, um, an apartment that actually Gail Rubin had moved out of, and Melissa said, why don't you just come down, you know, I feel like you need a little bit of a change of environment, um, come, you know, come to New York, you're not obligated for anything but three months, end of our lease. And she really sold the neighborhood, which was Murray Hill, which once I was there, mm-hmm. I realized was the worst neighborhood to be in. <laughs> right. Um, sorry for anybody that's listening that, that has that is where 33rd and 3rd connect. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I lived at basically at 33rd 30, and 3rd. Right. Yeah. In a in what felt like a dorm. That high rise? Um, that high rise. I know. It My was, shrink was in that building. I'd, I'd call Gladstone. it a kind of a brutalist architecture. Mm-hmm. It was very depressing very. from the exterior. Sounds the, wonderful. <laughs> Well, we did have, but looking back on it, we had this kind of amazing apartment. We actually had, you know, this big patio and we had three bedrooms. And I think our rent was like $1,500 a month or something. So, exactly. Um, And I, I, again, I was sort of very lucky, thanks to Carol Barden, who is now um, a builder and and she's best friends with Ina Garten. So I can't really. 
I just can't. I know. Okay. Carol's amazing. And, yeah. and Carol yes. was a family friend. And at the time, she was doing a lot of writing. You know, I think a lot of people know her from Paper City. But prior to that, she was writing about spas for Conde Nast Traveler and Travel right. and Leisure. And so when I was moving to New York, and again, because of my connection with Melissa, who was working in PR, I just, you know, Melissa said, I think PR might be a great fit for you and a great kind of transition because it sort of pulls all your, your stuff together. And you're what, like 24 at this no, point? No, no. I was 20. I think I was 22. Oh, wow. I was, yeah, I was young. Overachiever. Yeah, so it was just, just a few years ago. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> just I a minute ago. pretty much graduated on time. <laughs> I had one, just one remaining class. But anyway, so I, um, Carol, Carol said, you know, let me let me look at the list of PR firms that that may be of interest to you. And this was a time when there was there were these red directories of PR firms. And I actually went to the Houston Public Library, and they were massive. And you'd kind of flip through, and and each firm had you know their their clients and their kind of categories of specialty. And so you know, I'd, I'd kind of narrowed this list down, you know, based on things that were of interest to me, which were probably completely ridiculous at the time. And um, and Carol said, you know what, I think I've got an agency that might be a great fit. So if nothing else, I really want you to do this interview. And it was a, at a firm called uh, Middleton and Gendron, and they were actually the first firm of record for Four Seasons Hotels. Um, and they had this really an amazing client roster, a lot of kind of blue chip travel clients, and uh, had a great interview uh, with the principal of the firm. Her name is uh, Yvonne Middleton, and we still have a, have a good relationship today. And um, she and another uh, another agency head that I work with, I think, were really great mentors for me. But she, this was old school. I mean, this is when we actually sent uh, press releases via fax, wow. and we would sit in front of the fax machine for hours <laughs> on end, Seriously? pushing things through. Yeah. And Yvonne was a stickler, which is good, and it's. I think it, it was great training for me. I mean, she would redline every fax cover page. Even we had to to run by her to approve, and she would redline. You know, and we'd have to correct it. I mean, this was just sort of like you know, please see attached. Right. You know, there was typically something right. wrong with even <laughs> right. that. Um, and again, it was. I, I had a unique, kind of a unique situation there because I was in sort of a creative line. So they let me do a lot of the writing, and we did, we did a lot of creative in the office. I mean, a little more kind of marketing geared, and then we did sort of more of the standard, you know, PR. So I, you know, got the best of both worlds. I worked on clients, St. Lucia. I wrote their ecotourism press kit, which meant that I got to go to St. Lucia for a long weekend and sort of kick around, and it was amazing. Yeah, you're like, this isn't so bad. It wasn't. Yeah. But the only thing is. And this goes back to my parents. I remember my first salary when I called them so ecstatic about this job <laughs> that I was luckily had luckily gotten in, in about two weeks. And, you know, they're like, well, you know, what's great. So tell us about your salary. And I you know, said the number. And my parents were like, obviously, we're in a math major because I'm not really <laughs> sure how <laughs> how this really works out, even just with the rent part. Like, is this right. going to cover your rent? But somehow it worked out really kind of well. And, you know, when you're in PR, especially at that age in New York and Mark can attest to this because we had a. A lot of kind of cross, you know, I think cross lives. But, you know, I, there was a lot of probably stuffing food in my pockets at, at events. <laughs> God knows I drank a lot of free cocktails. But every night was luckily a party yeah. that I could go to. And, and sure. a lot of my friends were in PR. And so, you know, you, you do a lot of really amazing and glamorous things. One of the f- most glamorous for me was a, a trip that I took to, um, to Asia. It was for Four Seasons Hotels. And we went to uh, what was uh, Four Seasons in Hong Kong, wow. uh, the region in Chiang Mai, which was managed by Four Seasons. And um, we, it was just like an amazing trip. And, and I remember they were just, use your, you know, whatever these writers want, just, just give yeah. them. Um, there were some very funny things that happened on this trip. Um, one that involved a Secret Service team staying at our hotel and um, 
us after I was drinking with a rug dealer named I think Isaac Shaw. Um, it was it was a, it was cr- a crazy time, and then I came back after looking at, at like the harbor at Hong Kong for a week, and then you know eating ramen in my you know one hundred and fifty right. square foot apartment. Yeah. <laughs> You're like okay. But the good thing I feel like about New York, like in your twenties or early twenties, is like everyone's poor. Oh, and it's the like, best. Like no one, like right, and yeah. it doesn't bother you. No. no, you're like let's go have one seven. As long as it doesn't affect your lifestyle, <laughs> right? No, at all. But at the same time, I don't. I, 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 we used to keep these zagats, and and we would actually cross through the restaurants. You, you know, we'd go through the, the zagat, and I, I think you know by the time I'd left, I'd gone through. And I mean, these were restaurants that I'm not sure how I was able to afford, like Lutece and Le Bernardine, and, and and and. But somehow we managed to get through that list, even on my meager salary. That's and, awesome. That's incredible. Yeah, I'm not sure what else I was doing to make money. Maybe I was. That's something the, at the question. Time. Yeah, yeah. We might. <laughs> That's an after-hour show. <laughs> Maybe Mark, Mark Sullivan knows the answer to that. <laughs> um, so how long are you in New York? I was in New York for about eight years. Okay. So I worked for three PR firms. I worked for uh, Middleton and & Gendron, and then a company called DeVries. That's a, a mm-hmm. big um, – you'll probably work with them kind of yeah. in his modeling days. Um, a lot of kind of uh, uh, consumer products. I worked on 3M Tupperware. Okay. Procter mm-hmm. & Gamble. Sexy. I mean <laughs> – it was very sexy. <laughs> my mom, who used to love me working on Four Seasons because she got oh, great sure. little knickknacks, all of a sudden I was like, well, I have full access to the Tupperware closet <laughs> in our office. <laughs> and it was like, I don't think I heard from her for three or four yeah. months. Like, it's I'm like, I over. can't. So, <laughs> I'm using um, that friends and family right in Europe right now. Yeah, I can't deal with freshly that. sealed sexiness. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Um, and and then I worked for a company called Yak, which was an internet company. I like all my other friends. I was really ready to get very rich fast. And mm-hmm. one of my friends had made like a million dollars in one day yeah. on paper. So Fun. she lured me to this company, which was kind of ahead of its time. It was a like a program guide for the internet with different categories, and we deep linked into content. I mean, it was and this it was, is early internet days. This was early internet days, right? Um, so I think the company burned through about maybe fifty million dollars while I was there. <laughs> One five or five five oh. zero. Oh, um, but yeah. we did have an on-site masseuse, which was was awesome. <gasps> hey, that's worth it. Yeah, but it was a little challenging. I to me because I was sort of a harder worker. Uh, I mean, I was you know, and, and all of a sudden it was like you know, sign up for your massage, and I was like, but when am I? <laughs> how does the work fit in to, to, to the, the massage? Yeah, this so schedule. Mm. Yeah. Scheduling. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I worked for a company called, my last company was uh, M Silver Associates, which, which is another travel-based firm. I worked on Fort Lauderdale, something called Mohegan, um, Mohegan Sun, which is a casino, mm-hmm. uh, Foxwoods. Um, it, it, I mean, it was, again, another great experience. And, and I was very lucky when I decided to move back to Houston, they actually kept me on staff and I was able to sort of, you know, kind of tail off as we were picking up business here. So, that was sort of a, a once in a lifetime, and I, I owe that boss a, a lot yeah. for letting me do that. That's awesome. God, that yeah. is amazing. I know. It was nice. Virginia. Um, Virginia Sheridan, who was awesome. And we, Mark and I, actually worked with her later on a project called Victory Park in Dallas. We sure did. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, Mark, you and you and Stuart in, were friends in New York. No, we didn't know each other we in New know York. know each other. Mm-hmm. Grew up minutes apart. In but Houston, I'm older Texas. than he is, so we, we didn't really have much <clears throat> crossover. Oh, I just sort of see you two as twins, the same age, the same. Yeah. same Mark's thing. got better skin than me, though. So, but yeah, we we're are both 84. very handsome guys. We're both eighty-four. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Neil. So you didn't know each other? No, in I New met York. Stuart when I moved back to Austin from New York. Okay, yeah, I was also in New York for eight years, and then I moved back. It's a very you long also story. went to UT. 
I did. Okay, so Lamar, UT. I went to Lamar for my freshman year, and then I went to boarding school in Massachusetts. Okay. And then I went to UT. Gotcha. And then New York after? And then after I graduated from college, I I moved to Mexico and taught English for two years in Cuernavaca. What? Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Did you love it? I did. I loved it. I was the director of an English language school there. Cuernavaca is? Near Mexico City. Okay. So like an outer lying area. city of eternal spring. Nice. How cool is that? It was good. Did you love teaching? I loved it. I thought I was going to be a teacher, actually. What grade? It was adults. Oh, really? Yeah, ESL oh, that's cool. for adults. Um, and then you moved to New York. And then I moved to New York after, actually, no, I went to graduate school. Okay. Got a master's degree in English, and then I moved to New York. And what was your focus there? I thought I was going to be a teacher. I like, really I really wanted okay. to be. After grad school. I, I actually had a job in um in the Middle East, teaching English language uh, skills to would-be teachers. Fantastic. With the United States Information Agency. But that all got railroaded when... Um, you met me? <laughs> <laughs> no, luckily I had not met you yet, Stuart. Uh, no, because my... Uh, so right when I was about to do that, my sister, who was living in Madrid, was being transferred to New York. And my parents were a little worried about her being in the city. And they asked if I would defer the job and go to New York for one year. And that's when everything changed. You're such a good son. The life plan and brother. changed. <laughs> wow. And then what did you get into then? And so when I got to New York, I had just uh, I had just finished my master's and I tried to get a teaching job, but I couldn't really, I wasn't really finding anything that was a good fit in New York. And then I ended up uh, meeting the, um, one of my best friends was in law school and he was interning at a at an investment bank called James D. Wolfenson Incorporated. And they were looking for somebody who spoke Spanish and who could write. So I Checked was hired boxes. by Paul Volcker, the former chairman of the Federal Reserve. Right. Yeah. So it was good. Do you still talk to him? I haven't talked to him in a while, actually. <laughs> He's a nice guy. He is? Yeah, real nice guy. So I did that for about three years, quit, and then they rehired me. I, I was trying to get out of it since I started. Yeah. I wasn't mm-hmm. really meant to be in that environment. Right. But it was good money, and I was sure. having fun in New York, and... Um, and I was still kind of a, a uh, would-be writer on the inside, though, and mm-hmm. my soul was slowly dying, so I quit. <laughs> and then they, uh, rehi- then they rehired me, and then I ultimately met a, uh, an executive producer at CNN Financial Network, told him my plight, and mm-hmm. he let me come in <laughs> to take a writing test, and I got hired at CNN. Oh, as cool. A mm-hmm. Wow. This is all- I didn't know you were at CNN. Did I know yeah. that? I wrote a, for a show called Digital Jam, which was a dot- Mm-hmm. show the new right. economy show right in the, the, in the mid show. to late 90s who hosted that show on oh air? god it will come to me i have some timers the information is there it just takes an inappropriate <laughs> time of time to access it oh my so god it'll it'll pop out in 10 minutes is that a same as sundowners no no it's different oh, i have sundowners oh di- totally <laughs> different. totally you have okay. sundowners i totally have sundowners i don't know that which is hysterical <laughs> <laughs> There's only one cure, and I think you know what that is. I think I do know. Um, yeah. So we're going to come back, finish talking about Mark's journey to where we are today, and then somehow you two intersected yeah. somewhere, somehow, over the rainbow. Before the merge. harmonic convergence. <laughs> yeah. Before um, the merge, like on Survivor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is pre-merge. And we're um, also going to talk about the Houston 100, which are. is really what we want to get into today as well. 
but we want you guys to, to we wanted to share our friends yes this everyone loves, they're so tells interesting. Us that they love to hear stories about careers and how people got there and so and they run the fun them. that's right boo hashtag run Which, the fun yeah, apparently the studio owns now yeah. sorry yeah <laughs> well i own food film fashion and fun so there who owns live laugh love <laughs> well, okay. we gonna be back we gonna if they're still all their body parts are still attached we'll let you know but we'll be right back thanks for sticking around see you, in a see you soon